Hello, I'm Matt Bergman, and you are listening to the Punk Rock Libertarians Podcast, episode 254. I'm here tonight with David Dahl. Hello. David Rogers. What's up? Jonathan Deckert. Hello. And Rachel Blackfire. Hello. So this is um this is an odd episode in that tonight we've actually got two people on the podcast who have never been on the podcast before. Woot woot. So that doesn't happen very often. But thanks for coming on, guys. I'm very excited to have uh, both of you on. Very cool. Hell yeah. Glad to be here. So um, I think number one tonight, we had some uh, problems with uh, Facebook Live. Um, so <laughs> so this, I guess this is before number one. This is kind of preface the night. So tonight is kind of, uh, I wanted to call this episode, um, fuck the, the Super Bowl podcast or something. You know what I mean? Because it's like, I thought it's pretty cool that everybody who opted to be here, you know, is doing this instead of watching the Super Bowl. And it's like so many people I know just would never imagine you know, doing anything besides watching the Super Bowl tonight. So, you know, I think that's cool. I, I give you guys all props for being here. Yeah, well, football I mean, is rather, gay. It's just a bunch of dudes jumping on other dudes. I'd rather, you know, be with, you know, be with uh, the dudes in a basement. <laughs> no, just like somehow less gay talking about uh, <laughs> interesting things instead of, you know, watching a game. I mean, sometimes they're fun, but, you know, yeah, man. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, um, anyways, yeah, th- thanks to you guys for being here. Um, regretfully, we cannot go live tonight. So, you know, that kind of sucks because it's kind of, uh, you know, that was kind of like the thing to go live like during the Super Bowl. I thought that that would be cool. But uh, damn Facebook. I don't even know. It, I mean, is a Super Bowl happening right now? It's, is it already over? Like, I'm, I'm just pointing. I'm just so. pointing. It's, not, it's not over yet. Dude, it, I'm it, just going to say, late. David Dahl, we, we've known that I've had problems with my Facebook. So right. what, I hit you up. What was that, like two days ago? And I was like, you might have to be able to log in at my house. This is why I hit you up, because I figured you might be one of those people that, that doesn't remember their fucking password. Yep. that's. Um, how did I guess that about that's you? That's definitely how long ago that you were... Uh, you said I might have to do that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just I'm just calling you out to because I think it's funny too. <laughs> but, I, I appreciate it. Thank but you. yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. So topic number one tonight. This is big. This is huge. Okay. So earlier um, earlier today, Bernie Sanders comes out like two days before the Iowa caucus, saying that um, if if he's uh, elected president, day one, marijuana will be legalized nationwide. Stunning and brave. I don't think he can actually do that. I think the the best he could do is order order the um, the Food and Drug Administration to not make it a class one drug. DEA. Yeah, DEA. The Food and Drug Administration. Uh, no, I'm just fucking with you, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I was gotcha, a little bit I off. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. So yeah, I, I don't really know how he could really do, quote unquote legalize it nationwide. I mean, in the, yeah, in the, in the very yeah, he, could, he it, could keep it from being a Schedule One drug, though. Yeah, exactly. So he would stop like the federal, you know, what yeah. is, what, is the, what are the feds really doing about marijuana right now? Anyways, like I haven't heard of them. It's uh, a very valid argument. Yeah, like I, I haven't heard of them like uh, raiding any state where pot is legal since uh, you know well, Donald Trump's been in it's office. It's weird that everybody talks about like, oh, we have such a problem with like the idea of states' rights, but we're like we're seeing that on the left from Democrats who are saying like, oh, well, we want to legalize weed in our state, and then like now everything is okay. It's like, all right, well, you know, some of these states have had it for years and then there and then 
now now they're like, oh well you know your idea is like racist or something like going back to like the the 1800s but it's like well but that's what you're saying like nullification or like the separation of the state and the and the federal government i don't know what you guys think they wanted well, the, states rights for gay marriage so yeah yeah but you can't do it with that because you know if you mar- marriage has to be a national thing because it can't be like well, uh, I'm married if I'm in Delaware, but then if I cross into Maryland, all of a sudden I cross the line and I'm not married anymore. Marriage is one of those things where it has to be, it has to be consistent across all 50 states. True. You can't, you can't, that's not something you can do as a state's rights issue. Why? Like I said, you, you, can't, if you, you can't just have something where you cross a, a line and then all of a sudden you're not married anymore. Right. And it's like, I mean... Although I know it used to be that way, like in um, there used to be things where, probably in Maryland that used to be or well, the dude, th- th- that that just sounds kind of status though. I mean, like, can't you just get the government out of marriage like totally? Well, yeah, sure. I, I mean, if you if you just say we're not going to have marriage at all, then you know that's fine, and that's that's no, what I, mean, I think. Like, we, that's you, what you I think could still is have, best. Like, no, if like if you had like privatized marriage, you know, yeah. you'd still have marriage, but it would be done by like churches. It would be contract you know? law. Yeah, no, I mean, of, I, I, I understand. Of, like, yeah, I understand law. what you're you're saying, and that's fine. I'm just saying, you know, if if you're going to talk from a status perspective, and you're going to you know talk about having the government involved in marriage, it doesn't make sense to do it on a state level. Dude, what did what did you say off the microphone, David Dahl? <laughs> I said, "Would well, stop playing with your knife." Stop playing. I always play with my knives, dude. Yeah, every day I'm here. What like, the fuck, dude? Sh- 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 I know it's your thing, but like, yeah, it's my thing. Okay, it's just fun. Right, can can we like, go back to the conversation now? Yeah, we can. The conversation at hand. Uh, I po- hey, you know what? I said it off mic. You you brought it up. I'm sorry. The conversation. Yeah, dude. Come on. Okay, no, it's all good. So, okay, now what the fuck were we talking about? You, you totally Bernie and weed. Okay, yeah, we're talking about Bernie and weed. Okay, so, you know. So immediately, like I posted this article, and and people were commenting like, "Oh, he's pandering, blah blah blah." Yeah, of, of course. He's, uh, what? This has been his position for like a while. Um, he's been yeah, pro weed. It hasn't, for a while. it hasn't been his position to like just uh, legalize weed federally first day until today. Well, yeah, I mean, if he's gonna do it first day, he's gonna have to exec order it. But um, drug decriminalization has actually been on his platform for a while. I yeah, used to be a Bernie was, supporter back in um 2015. Yeah, he, he campaigned heart. on that in the last election. So it's not it's not it's totally not pandering, a, but it's a good thing for him to bring up that's already in his platform. Uh, I mean, but, but yeah, I, I've been heard him say like anything like this hardcore about like starting it up his first day. Um, and, and then so okay, so you actually used to be a, a burnhead, a burnout. Yeah. Um. Okay. So like, yeah, I'm just curious. So. How was Bernie on, you know, because Bernie's been in politics for like a long time. Any, any, any idea like when he started? Was it like during the 70s or the 80s? Yeah, I think he was, he was like, um, I think he was doing like activism. Like, I, I think he was doing like anti-war, anti-racism stuff in the 70s. Like, Has, has he always been um, yeah. pro-legalization of weed even back in the 70s or you're not, you're not sure about I that? I would imagine so. I'm not sure. No, I, I'm just, I'm just curious if he was. Uh, he's always ran as an independent before um, twenty. The 2016 election. That's when he joined the Democrat Party. So right, he, it was not like he would have been bound by like uh, that's party when he, rules that's when he to went to accommodate the Democratic Party. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, 
Yeah, I don't know. It, 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 it seems to me to be a good move. Like, I, I've often... It's definitely a brilliant political move. Yeah, I mean... To, like, it, bring it up and say it's going to be a day one thing. Yeah, I mean, it's honestly, too, I think it's a, it's a pretty righteous move. Like, uh, I was just thinking about it earlier. And, it, like, especially if doing this, like, once you legalize it, you know, like, across the board federally, right? Then... Uh, I think that'll definitely bring up another important topic or subject, you know, that, that everybody should be discussing. And that's like all the people that are in jail right now for marijuana. Right. Yeah. I, I think if it's going to get, um, if it gets legalized, whatever, like the bill should also say that everyone's released from prison too. That was in it for just nonviolent. Drug but charges. if it doesn't say that it'll definitely get people talking about that. You yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I think that's uh, that's pretty fucking cool. You know, it's weird that like you have Tulsi and she's uh, very much against uh, uh, war. We have Bernie very against war. Tulsi is very uh, anti-drug war, and Bernie's anti-drug war. And it's like, why do you not see Bernie like trying to work with her? Like you see, like, I mean, number one four years ago. Like, well, yeah, I, you, you know, you know, like, Tulsi, Tulsi actually. I believe Tulsi actually nominated Bernie. In, they should uh, totally be yeah, running. Yeah, like, in, why? Uh, Twenty sixteen. Why are they not? Are they not like trying to help each other in some way? Like, why is like Tulsi being excluded by everybody? And like, he should. She know was how trying. She, she was trying to he help went him. Through that shit four years ago. You know, uh, Bernie is nowhere near as anti-war as Tulsi. You know, he he might say like a little bit here and there, but. Right. Uh, yeah, like, I, 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 yeah. When I think of Bernie, he's he's not as like, I don't think he's like he's anti-war as. Uh, Do you think that it makes him disingenuous compared to Tulsi as far as his anti-war stance? The fact that he won't work with her, won't talk with her, won't help her campaign. Like I don't think or, that or, I don't think that Bernie's not, particularly anti-war though. Why I think not? he's I mean, trying look, to look, win, look, and but, Tulsi's blacklisted by the Democrat Party because she called Hillary the personification of the rot. Right. Like so, but he's been anti-establishment since since day one right he was a registered independent then he ran against hillary and she stole the the primary from him now he's running again now he's the front runner in what new hampshire what are the first three states a lot of states iowa the first the yeah uh, i think he's trying to get along with the dnc right now so, yeah like he's trying to he, win the election like if for me as a libertarian to respect him as a democrat as a socialist or whatever like if he were to say like look tulsi obviously you're not doing good in the polls i would like you to be my vp and like let's do this together mm -hmm. like i'd give him props i'd be like you know what i mean now you just gave me a reason not to vote for well yeah Bernie's but I, I don't think he'd do that because she's too centrist she's you know she's not a radical like you, you he think is. you think tulsi's too centrist so, for, so for bernie because that's she's so only a radical on certain issues she's kind of a centrist yeah, yeah. like she's yeah. she's you know, if you had to make a political map of the like Democrat Party, she's like center bottom. You know, if you had to apply the whole political spectrum to just the Democrat Party, right. she's going to be the most appealing to libertarians and to independents. But right. she's she's not a radical leftist like Bernie or Elizabeth Warren or, you know, any of them. Yeah. I mean, uh, having spent too much time in the Republican Party, I can tell you so many candidates were like they were almost there. You're just like, you know, you get a lot of this stuff, but, like, there's a couple of things missing here. But you're just like, well, compared to, like, the other crap Republican uh, primary candidates, like, no, nah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help this guy out, you know, trying to, like, you know, defeat the man. Like, so I understand why, like, people would support Bernie. Like, he, he's, like, the anti-establishment. But it's like, well, are you, like, the Ron Paul anti-establishment? Anti where you're just like, ah, pfft. 
you know, like I'll take and you know, I'm not going to take any of this crap or you or you more of a centrist where like, well, you know, I'm a Republican or I'm a Democrat and like and this this is closer to, you know, what I would support. If he would actually like stick up for himself and like stand up to the DNC who's like fucked him over, then he'd be more respectable, but he's trying to fit in with them right now because he wants to win the election. So that means sacrificing some of his principles, like being anti-corruption and being like anti-war. His biggest think, problem is no backbone. Do you think yeah. it's hard like, to respect him? Well, do you think that that hinders his campaign or do you think in the long run because he's trying to buddy buddy up with the establishment that this is going to help him in the long run? Well, here's the thing. A lot of Democrats and independents will vote for whoever the DNC nominee is because they hate Trump. It doesn't matter. Like, it's not going to affect him in the actual election if he gets once he gets the primary nomination. Do you think he's like just like uh, pandering to the the kids, like the young the young voters, not the just the people who just rank and file Democrat? I mean, yeah, most of his fan base is young people. And uh, if the DNC wants to win the election, they should pick him because that'll get young people out voting. But, um... Well, I mean, mean, when do young people actually go out voting? Do you think they would actually go out voting for Bernie? Yeah. Yeah, they they, they totally were going to. Um, Well, yeah, I'm sure you get more young people than you would if you ran Hillary Clinton again or or Bloomberg. The reason I ended up, like, in the Libertarian Party and then became an ANCAP is because I... It's like, well, I'm not fucking voting for Hillary after Bernie lost the election. So I found the LP because it, Gary Johnson seemed like the most reasonable person running. And then I just yeah. went all the way down the pipeline there to anarchy. Yeah. I, I, the same thing from the right. You know, like I was a big Ron Paul supporter. He he lost in the primary. And I was like, no, well, now what do I do? It's like, well, I'm not going to support Joe Schmo, Republican. I don't mean, who remembers, you know, who those guys were. But like, I wasn't going to support Was it them. like Mitt Romney? Was that yeah, one year. Oh, it was John McCain and then Mitt Romney. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. So like 2008, I voted for for uh, Barr, but then you know, come find out, like after I got involved in politics and I realized, like years later, like the intricacy. I'm like, oh, Bob Barr was was not a libertarian. <laughs> like he, you know, he was he had the the capital L next to his name, so I I kind of feel bad. That's like the, I think the one vote that I'm really ashamed of. Yeah, same here. I voted for Bob Barr in 2008, and I would have taken that back. Yeah, but I didn't know. I was, you know, on my transition from state I, I think state. I knew, but it was like, I, I knew he wasn't good, but at the same time, it's like, I was just so, like, pumped up about, like, how awesome Ron Paul was in 2008, and I figured, like, oh, I'll just vote for the part, the party and not the player, you know? But, uh, you know, that was my rationale, and in hindsight, I, I do regret it. Yeah, I voted Gary Johnson in 2016. Um, I I don't think he's, like, as libertarian as I'd like, but I think he's a good, like, if you want a libertarian candidate to win a presidential election, him but more professional would be a good way to appeal to a mainstream audience. Um, The only issue with him was, I think... The bake the cake issue was was stupid as hell. And weld. No, well, no. Yeah, well, hasn't wasn't. well gone well, to the yeah. Republican Party? Yeah, he's yeah. going to try and run against so Trump. I wanna apologize. Yeah, he was at Liberty Con. Um, I was like, why is he here? Didn't he just I move? Go too too far into nostalgia. Um, Matt, what, did you want to fit up on uh, Bernie Weed? We, we what was tangent. that? We went on a tangent about like back in the day. So we were talking about Bernie Weed, and I just before we ran out of time. Uh, are we running out of time, dude? I think no. we're only 15 minutes into the yeah, podcast, we're only 15 dude. 15 minutes, but dude, we got... 
it, it, we don't have to talk. We can get through two topics, right, and well, that's fine. That case, it doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. I want to get to Brexit. That's interesting. Okay, There's but th- that's like five topics away, though. Yeah. So let's get it's it. Like <laughs> so, um, okay. Like, uh, okay, so Bernie Weed. Bernie Weed. I don't know. I mean, I, I think it, it, it's, it's pretty fucking cool. Now... Like I was just wondering, like, could I vote for Bernie Sanders just on weed? Could I do that? No. Yeah, I, I, I don't I, think I, 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 I mean, but Tulsi Gabbard well, and no wars. Well, college prices I mean, are like nine thousand dollars a year. Yeah, there's a you, difference. You, then you have to send your kid to college. You'll regret it. Yeah. So I mean, there's that whole thing. That's a good argument to vote for Bernie because, like, if he gives out free college, you know, he could collapse the federal government. So I think on the basis of being a collapsitarian, that would be a reason to support Bernie, right? Maybe. But then why not go Yang Gang? Uh, well, yeah. Well, why not? Do we? Why not take the whole Yang? You know. <laughs> so. Uh, the yeah. UBI though could be good. Vermin in, would in be some a cool collapsitarian. Like, what was that? Vermin would be a cool collapsitarian. That pony system is going to totally collapse the federal government. Okay, well let's let's talk about like uh, fucking David Rogers. He, he just you just mentioned uh, UBI could be good. Yeah. Now I know Milton Freeman. Uh, he was actually in favor of DUI. Uh, DUI. Uh, <laughs> sorry, uh, UBI. Yeah, I mean if if what you do is you get rid of all the um, program the government programs that they have like food stamps and welfare and WIC and, and everything else. And yeah. And you, you just get rid of those everyone. agencies and then you just give the money like directly to the people. Yeah. So you'd have like less waste on a, a bureaucracy. Right. Yeah. So it, it could be a move in the right direction, but I, I don't think that's what uh, Yang wants. I think he wants to keep everything and give people a UBI, which is a really bad idea. I think if you're, if you're using it to help shrink the government and get the government smaller, then I think, you know, I could support that. <laughs> uh, it's definitely, it's an entertaining idea. Cause I mean, I got to say I've watched many hours of Milton Friedman speak and I, I do uh, respect the guy. And then, you know, just, uh, just that, that he was interested in it. It's kind of got me like, you know, interested in, in learning more about it. But, you know, is it something that, uh, that I ascribe to at the, per, at the current time? no, no, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't say, you know, in general, I'm in favor of, of UBI. But I mean, I think if you were going to um, try and get rid of some of the, the federal programs, it would be an interesting way to try and approach it just to, you know, get rid of all the people. And then you're letting people have the freedom. If, if they need to use the money on health care expenses, they can use it on that. If they want to use it on you know, uh, buying food, they can use it on that. If they just want to use it to hang out in their parents' basement, you know, I, I don't care. They can, you know, the government shouldn't, I don't think the government should be telling people, you must use these funds for this and you must use these funds for that. It's very, you know, nanny state-ish. So I'm a little bit more like, uh, well, I wouldn't say defeatist, but like, all right, so let's say that, you know, according to Austrian economics, like we're, we're looking towards an, another Great Depression where like, you know, we're printing more money that I mean, we go into a Venezuela's or um, shoot was the Germans in the, in the 19 teens after World War One, like and they just like the hyperinflation that happens and the absolute collapse of like the federal government. And then you have the, the states running things like I work for the county. I work on the side of the road. 
like filling potholes and stuff like that. So I understand like what is involved on a grassroots, like the bottom level of, of politics or like so on the county level. But hey, like, why don't you tell us about Marodes? Marodes. Oh God, yeah, is he um, my we, worst we waste enemy? A lot of mo- <laughs> I can't tell you about everything I do at work. Um, but like when this system like fails, like what kind of system do we want to have in place that's gonna actually going to help the people who are starving to death? And is it going to be like a reliance on the federal government to like give you a stipend every year? Or is it going to be like a more community-based where like when, when shit hits the fan and we have hyperinflation or, you know, what not happens, like, well, who's going to take care of these people when all of a well, sudden there's not a check in the mail? Well, you, the you know, David Dahl, you can't spell breadline without Bernie. Yeah. So Bernie weed. Yeah. Throwing a dog a bone. Oh, Yeah. You know, I want you, I want you kids to have the, the, you know, it's, it's like, um, Oliver Twist when the kid comes to, uh, get, uh, you know, please, sir, may I have some more? Like, oh yeah, well, I'll give you just a little bit more. Like, no, like, that's my human right. Like, I don't give it. You're just telling me, oh, you can smoke pot. Like, fuck you. Like the drug war is like destroying America. And like, oh, you're like, oh, well you can smoke pot. Oh, oh, great. Thanks. Well, would you say if Bernie legalizes weed, does that make his um, his economics make sense? Well, obviously. I mean, <laughs> if he taxes it. Oh man, fuck that! Wait, what if he <laughs> runs on legalizing weed and then he taxes it to pay for his free education? Oh man, yeah, that just, uh, that's well, not they, gonna happen. They are gonna we tax, gonna tax it. it like three hundred percent. Like yeah, the government's yeah, gonna be, fail. Well, yeah, gonna it's it. a retarded plan, but it might be his plan. <laughs> yeah, w- whenever they legalize weed, they're they're gonna tax it. I mean, you see the things on Facebook about like buying weed in Chicago and it's like, right. It's like we're not we're not actually getting freer on weed. We're just getting taxed on weed. I'm sure a big reason why it's illegal is that the government can't really tax it when it's all run underground. Yep, it's admission. It's just like a slight, like oh, we'll give you this. It's like like I said, it's like throwing a dog a bone. Shut up peasants Nah, i mean i don't take know. your plants it, it's i really think like uh with weed you, once the public opinion changed on it it's the politicians just had to follow the, the, that is why it's legal and i think that's why bernie didn't really talk about it in the 60s and the 70s it probably wasn't yeah the, the, the popular opinion wasn't there that was my that was my question for you rachel because i was just curious because like i don't know a lot about like yeah, I was never, I was never like too into Bernie Sanders, so I'm, I'm just curious. Like, was that actually a big issue for him before? I know That's- he's always been a radical independent, so it might have been something he ran on, but I, I, I'm not sure. I just know he's for a long time supported that, and he's for a long time supported other things that the DNC doesn't. Yeah. But now a lot of those beliefs are becoming mainstream. Like, he's supported gay marriage forever, consistently, for decades. He's been anti-war. Um, he's been, like, pro-weed forever. And now those are, like, popular opinions. So it would make sense for the DNC like to the adopt LP. him. Like, we've been anti-drug war since... I mean, not, well, I won't say we, because, you know, I'm new to the movement. But, like, the Libertarian Party, as as a party, has been anti-drug war since 1970. But, like, nobody... 71, actually, 71, David. My bad. I like the LP because, like, they've been campaigning on, like, um, marriage equality since they're, like, they started in the right. 70s. And Democrats, you know, they act like they own gays. Right. But you didn't, 
No, Hillary. No, Hillary I, yeah, I had to argue or, with Democrats that, like, when I was advocating for gay marriage being legalized yep. before it was legalized nationwide, not every Democrat was supporting it. They only adopted it once it became everyone wants this. Exactly. Yeah, it's not on principle. Yeah, yeah, like, like with weed, I, I don't think it's any like. It, it was literally like because think about it, you've had like a lot of the same politicians in charge, you know, from the seventies, eighties, nineties, blah blah blah, and you didn't really, you didn't have people wake up until, like I remember it was a few years back, um, it was the first big poll where it was there was actually a you know it was like fifty one percent of people thought that marijuana should be legal, and that was just like such a big deal, and it, it, you know it was it was only after that where you actually saw like. You know, these politicians that were lifetime drug warriors, they had to change their mind because it was just like, you could just tell it was just going out. It was going out of style. Yeah, didn't Bill make the penalties and shit harsher for drugs? And yeah, yeah, Hillary's Bill Clinton campaign, did. Yes. Hillary campaigned on legalize. Yeah. Did Hillary, yeah. Hillary campaign on legalize? I think in 2016, I, yeah, I think her so. position no. was legalize. Ralph I, Nader, I don't think so. Ralph Nader in 2004 was the first politician that I remember running for president that wanted to legalize. There may have been somebody before that. No, yeah, every libertarian that ran for president before that was all yeah, about legalizing wasn't aware of any of drugs. Oh, no, no, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Ralph Nader was definitely he was, he was uh, more big time. We also have to give Ralph Nader, um, you know, some balls. Like this, this is a guy who who runs against Al Gore and and what was it, uh, Bush Jr. in 2000, and like he's running as the the Green Party nominee. He he puts a lot of money into Florida, and because of the you know he basically was a spoiler for uh, Gal Gore in Florida, and like Al Gore, they you, said you said Gal Gore, Al Gore, Gal Gore, um, Gal Gore is his so, transgender counterpart. Oh, uh, okay. I personally think the Supreme Court might have been the spoiler. So, so they somebody puts a microphone in, in Ralph Nader's face in 2000 mm-hmm. and says, you know, what do you think about the fact that you just lost Al Gore the election? Um, uh, and and without missing a beat, like Ralph Nader just like looks at him, is like, well, maybe next time the Democrat Party will pay more attention to its progressive wing and less attention to its moderate wing, and like, that's why you had Obama beat beat Hillary in two thousand. What was it? Two thousand eight. It's like that was the new Democrat Party. It was like it was, it was the beginning of the progressive movement. So yeah, you got to give a lot of props to those like Green mm-hmm. Party people from back in the in the nineties. Like yeah, there's I mean. Bernie's been at it for a long time. Like I can understand why. Like he's just like he's been anti-war or anti-weed, but it's like the Ralph thirty years later. Though, that that was that's just that, that's a bunch of bullshit because mm-hmm. that's that's not why Gore lost. Oh yeah, Florida. Yeah, yeah. he well, lost because I mean he lost by twenty four something like twenty four thousand votes. Yeah, he lost and, a lot of states that he should have. He started. Well, no, but in Florida, there mm-hmm. were like three hundred thousand Democrats that voted for Bush. Right. And no one ever talks about the Democrats that voted for Bush. They all want to talk about Ralph Nader and the 24,000 votes and yeah. ignore the fact that they put forth a horrible candidate and that's why they lost. It's like yeah. Gary Johnson didn't cost Hillary the election in 2016. They just put forth a horrible candidate and she lost. And it's like, you know, there were there were a lot of Democrats that or people who normally vote Democrat that voted for Trump, yeah, and they we, switched their votes, and that's why she lost. You can and see it's a like lot the of the third parties, you know, 
We, you see a lot of that in campaigns, like all throughout history, is like, oh well, this person lost the race because of that. It's like, no, there were there were completely different standards. But like, when you have a a moment on like you know on televised on on the TV, and this is before the internet, where somebody is saying like you know like basically just saying like, yeah, I cost the election, like do something about it, and like that that social stigma like goes out, like you have a complete change. I'm not saying like what they were reporting uh, on election night was was indicative of like you know what was going on in the Democrat Party. Maybe maybe that's why we need like ranked choice voting. Like I mean, wouldn't that stop this whole like? And eh, I lost the election because so, of you. So you know, I think we're, I'm I'm more into just like trying to get more people to vote libertarian. Like, so I mean, you're you're not into like ranked choice voting at all. I think a better solution would be to have like a parliamentary system, like in Britain, because. In that case, the Libertarian Party now would have like 14 members in the House of Representatives because they got like 4% of the vote. So that way, there is no Hmm. such thing as a wasted vote because as long as you have, I don't know, it would be like in with the House of Representatives, as long as you get like a half a percent of, of the vote, you would have an elected official in Congress representing you. And so that way there's no wasted votes. That argument is just completely gone. And, you know, that's definitely a very interesting, like, like I, we talk about like international politics and it's like, well, like we have our system of government, but Britain has a completely different one, even though like we speak the same bloody language. So it's amazing that like, you know, the, the, even within democracy, the big differences between us and Britain, like, and, and we have a common ancestry. And, like, you think about all the rest of the world. Like, when, like, Kim Jong-un and, like, and Trump meet, you know, like, the, the world, the mind view that they have because of, like, where they've been geographically located on, on the globe and the and the way that we're, like, we're able to talk to each other. Like, it's amazing that Democrats and Republicans can meet in a meeting and, like, work with each other. It's crazy. So I've got information on Hillary and marijuana. Um, she she supported full medical legalization, and then leaving it up to the states for recreational. Hmm. Good thing she's not running. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, is she? I don't know. Not this week. No, no, no. Not this week. Yeah. So. Dude, when's, uh, when's not Super Tuesday, but you have the uh, Iowa caucuses, right? Yeah, Iowa caucuses. That's Tuesday, I believe. It's so weird. Like now, I've, I'm like four years removed from like the Republican Party, and like, like we used to care about primaries, and you know, like now, I just I'm like, you know, being a libertarian, it's like, all right, well, we have our convention in Austin, that's way down the road. Like, but this stuff's happening like now. Like, it's gonna be really interesting. It's like who see who wins the Democrat primary. Yeah, um, it, it, it is really weird that I, now I'm hearing Bernie's the front runner, but uh, who knows? I don't know. There, there was like that's the scuttlebutt. Well, it's Biden was the front runner, and I think they've said Warren's been the front runner, and you just gotta wait and see. You guys watch part of the problem uh, with Dave Smith? You watch his uh, podcast? Who's Dave Smith? Uh, I mean, part of the problem. I mean, uh, but um, I don't know. He's talking about. <laughs> Uh, you know, whatever whatever's going on in the Democrat. I mean, I just, I just basically that's where I get. No, yeah, I'm, I'm a huge is, fan of part Dave's of the problem. Man. It's yeah, kind of definitely. funny that you're you're he, listening to awesome. a comedian. Like we joke about like Democrats and Republicans listening to comedians for their news. Like like um, 
um, what's the Daily Show with Rod Stewart, and now it's uh, John Stewart. It? Oh, Rod with Rod Stewart. <laughs> Rod, Rod Stewart. That's no John Stewart, dude. John Stewart, yeah. And what's the the new kid's name? The young guy, the young black man, Noah. who's now running. Trevor Noah. Trevor Noah. Oh. Yeah. 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 So, but I yeah I get a lot of my news from from Dave Smith. So I you know I, I kind of feel bad sometimes. Like, yeah, I get, I get my, my news, news from, from Beebs. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Same thing. Memes are like the memes. Are, memes are probably memes, the most reliable place to find your news. Memes are the libertarian I, I version of like comedian newscasters. Yeah. Well, dude, I mean, Reason, Cato, Mises, I mean, like, there's plenty of places where like, I don't need a day-to-day, like, these people that, who, like, watch TV, and they're like, oh, what's the latest news? Like, I can wait and then, like, digest later. Uh, um, and while everybody's going crazy about whatever's happening in the rest of the world, I can, like, look at it a day later, a week later, and be like, oh, here's, like, a detailed breakdown of what actually happened, not, like, what everybody was screaming. Like, we were talking about... Al Gore losing election of election night, everybody's freaking out, and then afterwards you get the data. That 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 is a plus about not being connected to the mainstream media. Like you're not freaking out with everybody else. You're finding out like a day later. Oh, this is some bullshit that happened. As the memes come out, and I'm like, what is this joke? And yeah, then research right. it. Yeah. Instead of just hearing on the news, oh my god, coronavirus, the world is ending. Yeah, right. <laughs> Man, yeah, like I, I can't remember the last time I actually watched the news. Like I don't know. Does anybody here watch the news? Not, not anymore. Unfortunately, my mom watches uh, Fox News. So, like, and I live with my mom. So I'll come home <laughs> from work, and she's sitting there like watching, you know, Fox News, like, and she's like glued to it. And I'm just like, oh, just unplug. And I'm like begging her, like, you know, I like I show her like podcasts. I do try to stay a little bit connected to it yeah. just to, you know, see what's going on. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, on Facebook, I'm, I'm, I liked a bunch of the, the local newspapers. So I get like what's going on in Baltimore. It's like watching mm-hmm. the local news like online. Yeah. Yeah. Matt, what do you watch? Um, I, I don't watch any news. I actually quit watching TV whenever it went. Um, sure. It was actually shortly before they made it digital. Remember they made YouTubers. Yeah, okay. I remember that they yeah, made, YouTube. yeah, I mean, like, I, I get my news from, like, Facebook, YouTube, you know, but, yeah, like, watching television, I, like I said, before they made TV digital, I actually quit watching the news on purpose. I just got, like, fed up with it. Hmm. It was, I just found myself, I remember I was watching the news one night, and uh, it was something, like, where they were saying that, uh, they were saying, like, oh, and last year, guns killed X amount of people in Baltimore. And I was just like, fuck this. This is, no. It's like, just like, and, and I, I just got to thinking about, like, how people hear, um, you know, statements like that so many times on the news, day in and day out. And then it's like, they, they just start to believe them. And it's like, fuck this. Matt, I'm just I not even going to, like. I want to introduce you to a pastime of mine. See, you uh, you log in, or you, you on Facebook, like the pages for like uh, the Capitol, the Baltimore Sun, and some of the local news stations like WBAL, and then like you'll see their posts like, and if you're lucky, you'll be like the first one to comment, <laughs> and then just write some completely anti-government like comment about like, hey, this problem that like is they're complaining about on the mainstream media, like this could have been solved if you lived in a libertarian society and, and you like get like trolls that go on there. It and sounds get all like a, a good way to catch a red flag. Oh my god, it's so much fun. <laughs> 
It's so I much mean, fun. You just drop Baltimore. little like knowledge bombs, and you're just thinking like, how many people read this? And go, Dave, like, I bet you get likes though, and that and that will show you right there just how much of a uh, big tent party the Libertarian Party could be. Yep. Yep. Mm. Yeah, there's I millions of people in the Liberty Movement and fifteen thousand like Libertarian Party members. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah. Why? No, I, I definitely think I, I think that that sounds pretty cool. It sounds like pretty cool to like troll those pages. Yeah, oh, it's so much but, fun. You got to yeah. try it. I, and it, it, I guess it's kind of lame because it's like the I, I usually just troll Kyle's like uh, AVM group. No, I mean if you if you truly want to troll, you know, you have to go to those places where like these people aren't thinking politically, right? They're like, oh, look at this, like you know, this uh, police officer saved a duck. And they're like, that's so cute. And then, and then they just see, like, you know, the, the police are extortionists and they're destroying, like, America by, like, enforcing all of these unconstitutional laws. And they're just like, you know, their brains, you know, their brains are smoking. Matt, that's also my favorite hobby. Yeah. Trolling AVM. It's, it's, <laughs> it's seal clubbing, honestly. It's like going, it's going to north, like, into the Arctic and, like, killing baby seals. It's that easy to, like, have these conversations with people where they just stop. At some All right. Point. Well, okay. So let's let's stay on the the Democratic Party for a second, Bernie and weed. we're gonna we're gonna switch now. We're gonna switch some of these stuff. We already talked about Bernie Weed, right? All right. Yeah. Okay. So now we're gonna switch. We're gonna talk about. Okay. So now apparently, I just read this earlier. Um, actually, uh, Phil sent me this. He said, um, so apparently, since uh, Bernie's now the front rider, um, it's been rumored that John Kerry said that he might have to you know jump into the race <laughs> to save the Democratic Party from Bernie. Is it the 2000s? What? Wasn't he the candidate in like it's, I, I, against, against Bush? Bush? Yeah, yeah right. Like Bush I would once. like to know how a, a man who couldn't beat George Bush thinks that he could beat Donald Trump. To be fair, he's got a very narrow window because he's got to get into the race before Hillary does. <laughs> well, that'd be great and then, and then you know on, on this same topic you know you've got uh michael bloomberg you know you would you, you say he spent like three million dollars to get in the debate oh not three i don't know how There's much nothing? he spent to okay, get into the gotcha. debate but he's spending an unprecedented amount yeah. of money he he and, gave the dnc like three million dollars right before he decided to run for office yeah like it's like it's he, it's he so weird papers to be a democrat uh yeah, nominee. Yeah. yeah, like how does Bloomberg get in, but Tulsi can't get in? Like, and she's she's been Money. in it all along. It's yep. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I Bloomberg, Bloomberg, and Bernie, I think, are going to be the two finalists. I think it's going to come down to that simply because of the money. I think Bernie, you know, You're even though Bloomberg nobody likes Bernie, like, I, mean, I think it's going to be Bernie and Bloomberg. Oh, was Bernie or um, who was the VP? Yeah, I mean the other Biden? the other VP. Yeah, I guess because Kerry was VP for. I mean, the DNC is cool. trying to make no. Bernie happen, but I no, don't think it's... I mean, not Bernie, State. Biden Secretary happened, but State. I don't think it's going to. Oh, man, that's going to be so Nobody much fun really wants that, Biden. That, tra- that train wreck? Nobody does. He's just... He's kind of the, the default, yeah. um, you know, candidate for some people if you don't like anybody else. I'm, I'm really looking forward to watching the DNC tear itself apart during this primary and, like, what's going on, like, within their... Part. Like, we have our drama in the LP... But, like, I can only imagine, like, what's going on at, like, local DNC meetings, like, all over America as, like, all this drama happens. I'm just like, <laughs> uh, like, I think my LP problems are problems. And then I'm just, I look over at the at the, the two major parties. And I'm like, y'all, y'all are, like, imploding. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah. at least, well, one of those parties is going to win, though. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, we know. We know Do-do. which party's going to win. I mean, but it's it's fun to watch one, like, 
disintegrate. What were you saying, Rachel? Who do we think is going to get the LP nomination? Who, who do you think? I liked I'm, Kim Roth. I mean, I'm 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 volunteering for one, so I yeah, but, but Kim Roth dropped out. I like Daniel Barham now. I, I like Arvin Voris. He's still. I I like him. He's still in it. I like that he's an anarchist and he has good opinions sometimes. However, he would be a like PR disaster because he's also had really fucking stupid opinions. That, that, that's uh, fair enough. I, hey, I, I love Arvin, but that, that is a fair assessment. I, I there's nothing stupid, stupid about having a, a a pony for every American. How dare you? How? Oh, how vermin, vermin! I no, can no. Mine. She was talking about Arvin. Oh, okay. Arvin Vora. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't I mean, think he has stupid opinions. He just doesn't say things like he he tries to be controversial in the way he says it. Yeah, yeah he's like, worded like something. Well, either way, it's going to be a PR nightmare. He's worded some things pretty horribly. Yeah, in the he, past. yeah. yeah he picks like horrible hills to die on. Yeah. Dreams, yeah. Unfortunately, the dilemma for every third party candidate is how do you get some attention? Booyah. Wear a giant yellow taxationist theft hat. Mm. It's better uh, yeah. than some other things. It's better than stripping on a stage. Like who was that? James Weeks. You know, I, I'm familiar with uh, I'm familiar with Daniel Taxation and Seth Berman, but I don't I don't think I've ever heard him speak. I've just like I've heard his name a bunch, and I've just seen th- this guy with a hat. I think he's an anarchist. Ridiculous. If not, he's a minarchist. Well, I mean, I, I guess anybody who says taxation and theft is theft is really an anarchist because like. You know, when she needs some taxation to finance a, a government, right? Yeah. So anybody, if you really believe but a lot of like, libertarians say is, that too. You're saying a lot of men are going to say that too. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. So. True. So but I know it, we're in an age of Trump where we've got to be big and bad, you know, and we have, have some, some gimmick in order, you know, I mean, Trump, oh my God. Like, you know, I mean, just the bumbling fool that just like, I mean, I don't know how he does it. I mean, he's like throwing rails in front of the track as the train's going along. Like, I can't imagine him like in the White House trying to figure all this out. But like, we're going to send some guy who has a boot on his head or like a big hat and says, like, change his middle name to like taxation and stuff. Like, like, fuck it. Let's be part of the shit show. Like, there's a reason why. Like there's there's a, the liberty movement in 2007, and then there's like the liberty movement in 2008, and like that's Ron Paul, and like I I'm seeing in the LP like we're we're doing really bad nationally on the state level on my county level like like we're hurting like there's not like this huge army of like Libertarian Party people like there's a few of us in like this state in Maryland that are like doing all the work. You know, I mean, we have a hundred members. Like the L, I mean, the the Ron Paul movement, and we're like thousands of people. We're like showing up to these conventions and to these meetings, like trying to like you know fight the establishment. Like that was powerful. You know, Matt, you were, you know, a Ron Paul supporter. Like you saw that. Like where's that energy? I mean, he left the party and quit politics and says that running is now useless. Who's he? Uh, Ron Paul. And, well, uh, wait, really? Yeah. Ron Paul says that running for politics is now useless. Yeah, he's he been on Anarchist and said shit like that, and he speaks at like anarchist events now. Like he's pretty much abandoned the idea of politics at this point. Well, I mean, the guy is—I mean, not to wish a crow, but I mean, he's probably going to be a guest speaker at the Libertarian Party uh, national convention. 
like I know that he's retired as a as a member of Congress, but like what he did after he got out of out of office with uh, the um, uh, the kids teach um, instead of the alternative to school homeschooling, like his homeschooling program that he rolled out. Now getting involved with the Mises Caucus, like I mean, he seems to be pretty active in the in in you know those circles. Like I, I don't think that he has left politics; he's just left office. Yeah, I, I've just I've seen a lot of interviews where he said he doesn't recommend that people run for office. He recommends that they like go out and do other stuff. Well, that's definitely true. I mean, like, and the LP has the same problem. We have a bunch of people who like run for office. They get zero I, support because there's nobody there. Yeah, I, I don't think Ron Paul is an anarchist now. Like, I, I don't buy that for one second. Like, I mean, I know that he, he's friends with anarchists, but I don't think that. You know, like he's he's cool with it. The best video that I saw with with Ron Paul, where, you know, he was actually having a conversation with Pete Iyer, who found a cop block, and they were in the uh, they were in the back of uh, Pete's motorhome, and this is I think this is on uh, Motorhome Diaries, and uh, Pete asked Ron Paul, he's like, what do you how do you feel about people who believe in self governments who want to like abolish the federal government, and let people govern themselves. And, uh, you know, Ron Paul seemed to be like pretty open to that idea. He thinks, that, you know, that, uh, you know, societies like the Amish should be able to like live without any sort of government interference. You know, but uh, I, I wouldn't say that he's I wouldn't say that he's actually like an anarchist. Yeah, but I feel like a lot of his supporters just went the rest of the way down the pipeline. That's why yeah, they're did, not involved in the LP anymore. Definitely. Th- that's true. A lot of them that. did. Wait. A lot of whose supporters? A, a lot of Ron Paul's supporters have went like full blown anarchist. Yeah, a lot of people that yeah, I, I mean, talked to in that community say they got, they got into this stuff originally because of Ron Paul. Yeah. So I like. Well, a lot of that is also disillusion with like you get involved with Ron Paul's campaign. I mean, this is where I mean this is my story. Like, I got involved in Ron Paul campaign. I saw like how bad it was in the Republican Party, and I was like. Like we're screwed. Like there's no. I I made zero dent. Like we we had an amazing campaign, and then like year one, like after like the Republican or the Ron Paul movement within the Republican Party, like within a year was just like we made no dent. Like rah rah. Like we made our like challenge to the man, and we did some things, but like it wasn't there. And so a lot of people were just like, I don't want to go to these meetings. I don't want to talk to these people. Everybody are assholes. Like, so they just, I mean, I, I know there are too many people that I know personally that I, like, I've seen their kids grow and they're, they're not involved after the Ron Paul campaign because they're just like, I don't want to deal with like that nastiness. Mm-hmm. And yeah. They, but you see that everywhere. Crazy. Everybody gets burned out and they're just like, this is disgusting. Yeah, it'd so, be cool to have another person like Ron Paul is what I'm saying because all of his supporters yeah, totally. have just... Hornberger. <coughs> <laughs> I've heard some things about him. Like, oh, what, did, what, have you, what have you heard about him? I just know a lot of people that I know don't like him. Uh, well, I haven't mm. done any research, but I, I, I got to say, if if you like Ron Paul, if you like the meat and potatoes, what Ron Paul was saying, it's you. You probably should like Jacob Hornberger. Now, here's what I don't like about Jacob Hornberger. I just think that um, I just think that he's boring. You know, and I kind of feel bad for saying that because like, like he's a, he's a very nice guy and I think he's like, I think he's like, if you think Ron Paul is correct, you know, Jacob Hornberger is probably like, you know, 99% of what Ron Paul is. I mean, you know, I can't think of yeah, anything Ron I've Paul ever heard him charisma. say that was, 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, being an old man that he was and just, you know, I mean, of course, he's like as tall as I am. He's freakishly tall. But like, you know, that presence, that aura that he gave out. Yeah. Uh, that's that's what Hornberger m- misses. He doesn't have that like that aura around him when he like steps into a room and you're just like, you are the godfather, you know. Uh, so yeah, that's definitely what what Hornberger is missing. But like, I don't I don't know how to solve that one. I never thought Paul had much of an aura. Yeah, yeah. I mean, otherwise he probably would have gotten elected. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's if nothing you, against him personally. I, I I love his ideas. But, yeah, I don't think you know, it was, it was he the wasn't the best of the ideas rather than you know his his uh, you know his his charisma. I don't know, man. Like, I mean, seeing him, I was in a room with three thousand people. Like the fire marshal was called and like a 1,500 people had to sit outside of the event that I was at. Like the enthusiasm as like that man walked up on stage and was like, oh, I'm going to give you a little, hey, Virginia Republican Yeah, I'm not questioning that. I'm just just seeing that it came from his person. There was so much excitement that came up on, it it, it came from, you know, from from the internet somehow, somewhere. I don't know if he was... (laughs) I don't know what websites were were pushing him. Um, well, but. there was like I mean, my website was a big website website pushing him. You know, it was. Uh, but yeah, it was just the ideas. I, I agree with you. Like, I don't think Ron Paul was the the best speaker. You know, actually, I remember in uh, I think it was like 2008 when Ron Paul was running. I saw a video, and it was it was Ron Paul's son. He was like campaigning for him in uh, whatever state he was from. You know, it was it was it was Kentucky, but it was Ron Paul's son ran right. He was uh, he was campaigning for his dad, and I heard Rand speak, and I'm like, wow, this guy is a much better speaker than his dad. I hope he gets he into is. politics. Yeah, he's he's a, he's a better Rand is a better speaker than Ron. Um, I, I definitely favor Ron over Rand. You know, I think they uh, I think they they just both have uh, different strategies of of going about things. You know, I think Rand plays ball more, and Ron was Doctor No. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, look at the five of us, I and mean, we can all say, like, if we were elected to office, how differently we would uh, communicate with this person or that person, or what we would sacrifice in order to make the world a better place. Like, dude, don't don't us, bring me into your dirty fantasy. All five dude. of us would have a different perspective on how to do it. So, like, when you look at like Ron Paul, or Rand Paul, like, I'm sorry, I'm going to give the man a, a massive amount of respect. Like, I don't agree with maybe seventy percent, or I mean, I agree with Ron Paul, Rand. Paul on maybe like 70%, but like he, I see that he is trying to do the right thing and like, dude, fighting like the establishment in their face, like in DC, like well, I'm going to give you a little bit of credit. Well, also too, you got to give him a little bit of props. Like it seems like he's, he's on a, uh, like he, he's, he plays the game, right? He's got, he's playing golf with, with the president, you right. know, as much as you, you might hate the president. Right. And he's like, yeah, you should. But I mean, he shouldn't bomb Syria. Anymore. He's got the, the president's actually seems to be listening to him. So, you think know, he's made a difference just a little bit. Yeah. And I think he's, he's probably made a, a difference for the better. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Iran. I mean. Yeah. So um, where are we going from here? So next. Uh, yeah. So Mark Zuckerberg, I, I read about this yesterday. So Mark Zuckerberg apparently came out and he said that uh, fucking Facebook is now going to be all about free speech. Then why did I get banned for saying the word faggot twice? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Yeah. So I don't know if you can (laughs) trust him. It'd be great if he did it, but I don't know if I trust him. 
Yeah, I mean, as somebody who, uh, you know, he deleted my 193,000-person Facebook page, I, I don't trust him. But um, it's pretty interesting, though. Or the, it, you know, or, you know, or the dude that's sitting, that used to be, or is usually sitting two seats down, and his whole personal page is gone. Photos of his of his family, his little girl growing up. I dude, heard about like, that. Dude, why don't you hop off Phil's nuts for a second, dude? <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm just fucking with you. Um, no, but I mean, like, you know, it's it's scary because, you know, we're in that digital world where, like, our whole lives are on mm-hmm. social media now. Like, No, we, yeah. yeah like I mean, we it, don't have – my mom does scrapbooks, and everybody's like, huh, huh. I'm like, no, like, that's real, kids. Like, you don't know, like, that the internet's going to shut off, and, like, you're going to lose everything, your whole fucking life. Yeah, you don't like – any pictures in, in, a, in a gallery. Yeah. You don't have – it's all gone. Yeah, like totally. I I don't have any uh, fucking. Uh, I think all the recent photos I have of myself are on fucking Facebook. Isn't that creepy? So yeah, if that was deleted, yeah, that that would really fucking suck. But I mean, are, are we all in our thirties? No, yeah. I'm, I'm twenty one. Bad. Uh, I mean, at least thirties. So like, so we know what I'm it's like to live in that non digital world. Like when we were kids growing up, like you were lucky if you had a pager. You know, as we were growing up. Yeah. So you know, you look at it like our generation when we were younger and then like every generation before us and then you look at now like everything is on social media if i lost my facebook account like it was like all my pictures i don't have anything like nothing for prosperity or prosperity or you know uh something to show my kids one day like it's all gone like when like, i was you know, growing because up, i because i said faggot twice when i was growing up like 10 percent of people had computers yeah and, and like my, my house was probably like the only one around where my brother liked to program and so we had a computer but it was like unusual in 1980 for a a household to have a computer and it's like so different now and like that was before there were even uh floppy disks or well there were floppy disks but not every computer had one how old are you david rogers uh i i forget like 40 46 something like that dude i i just we were thinking earlier because like there's two davids on the podcast tonight so we could just call you mr rogers sure we get <laughs> no but uh it, I'm, yeah. not, I, I, I'm not related to fred but you know no yes yeah. so you said you're you're 41 40 46 45 oh you're 40 45 yeah, so or, or 46 which one so, so, which one are know. you you don't know <laughs> uh, <laughs> i was born in 75 so uh, yeah, so that would okay. be what, like forty-five, right? Yeah, forty-five. I mean, depending on like what day in seventy-five. September. September twenty-eighth. Yeah, so that's like forty-five, right? Yeah, so it'd be forty-six in September. Okay, cool. I, yeah. I don't like really care anymore. Like after I passed like mm. twenty-five, I kind of stopped counting. And or wouldn't it be forty-five in September or what? Because you're, if you were born in seventy-five, I don't. Or what, how does it work, dude? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's it's. Um, hey, look, any, anybody can do this you sober. On, in anarchy basement. I'll, yeah, I always use a calculator when I need math. Yeah, I'm, I'm like I'm like kind of kind of weirded out by David Dahl walking around. Sorry, dude, you, you, nobody can hear you because you're not in front of the microphone. No, it's not fine. <laughs> At any rate, okay, cool. So let, let's go to uh, let's go to. Uh, d- Okay, I guess we can we can kind of stay on this for a little bit. So, does anybody think? Uh, I don't like, trust Zuckerberg, but I don't know what his motivation is for wanting to shift things this direction. Could it could it be that? Uh, I mean, probably Elizabeth, to stay Elizabeth, in business. 
Well, yeah. I mean, because like, it looks like Donald Trump's going to win 2020. I think most people like think that Donald Trump's going to win 2020. I don't see anything that's going to beat him right now. But yeah, I, I think you know, uh, Bernie's probably the best chance change. for the Democrats, I think, to beat Trump. I'll go with that. Probably. It's but, you know, like, I, I guess I guess the Iowa caucus yeah, will, will probably tell something right to see what really happens there. You know, I don't think it's going to tell a whole lot because I'm expecting Bernie to win pretty comfortably there. What do you what do you think like Bernie's national, not just like the Democrat primary? Like let's say he wins the primary in a landslide or whatever, right? And he's got to work with the establishment. Like what what's his demographics? I mean, like what do you mean? Like do we think? I mean, like you look at like Bernie versus Trump, and like look at like traditional Democrat uh, people who who traditionally vote Democrat, but they're not on board with okay. Bernie. Like sure. Like so, so what's his demographic that he's like Bernie. really going to be strong in, and and like where is he going to be like failing? Where like Trump sucking up, like you see Trump sucking up the Rust Belt, Bernie, like, and Bernie that was certainly because of his protectionism. Bernie yeah. certainly but hasn't think, gotten the the support from from African Americans that a lot of Democrats have gotten, and uh, you know Trump hasn't exactly gotten great support, but he's gotten more than Republicans typically get. So you know you have to look at that possibly influencing things i don't know i think that you know a lot of the republican or sorry the democrats that voted for trump were people who you know their biggest issue was protectionism and that the democratic party was you know very protectionist the republicans until trump was elected were always free trade and i don't think um sanders only when campaigning I don't think Sanders is really much of a free trade person. So Republicans aren't that free trade in practice. So you look at like uh, West Virginia is a blue state, right? Like how, right? You think about like redneck Republican, whatever, but like, you know, West Virginia as far like out in the middle of nowhere as you can get, you know, like, and yet they're always voting Democrat. Like, why is that? Because they're all Teamsters. They're all union members. They're all coal miners. So these are like, this is a, a a big percentage of like the white demographic that's always voted Democrat, and they're just like screw the DNC and like this crazy progressive stuff. Trump over here, despite being a Republican, is gonna like look out for me. He, you know, he speaks for me. Like they always say, I'm a racist. I'm this. I'm that. And the other thing that they're like, they're, it's their the, Trump's their protest vote to the DNC, and like I don't see Bernie getting that back. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, I don't know why not. He was he was the people. I mean, there were a lot of Democrats that, that voted for Trump, too, for that reason, is because Bernie didn't get the election. If he does mm. get the election, I don't see why they wouldn't vote for him this time around. Hmm. Yeah, Wait, uh, you mean in the primary? Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, I mean, there is actually... You know, he won the primary. I, I think a lot of the people that, that voted for Trump, or at least some of them, they voted for Trump because he wasn't there. If he's there, I think they're going to vote for him instead of Trump. He was like... Trump was like the alternate pick because Hillary was there. But if Bernie's there, he gets those votes. Yeah, like I don't think that, that people like grasp that. Like uh, I've got a buddy, right? Um, his his dad's about like sixty years old or something, right? His dad was like a huge Bernie guy, right? Um, during the Democratic primary, but then when Bernie lost the primary and the Democrats, you know, had Hillary Clinton, he actually voted for Trump. Wow. Yeah, and there there's other people like that too. Guarantee it. 
So yeah, um, if it if it comes down to Trump versus Bernie, uh, who knows what could happen. Oh, I'm going to love watching it from the uh, the third party side. I guess. I mean, it's kind of scary. I mean, I think it's kind of scary, like, no matter who wins. Because, you know, you've, you've got Bernie in the bread line. You know? I don't know. I, I wouldn't be too scared if, if Joe Biden won because he's fairly moderate. But I think I think Bernie could do a lot of damage if he got control of, of the government. He he would he would scare me. Um, it's you know. Well, I mean, doesn't does Trump scare you at all now or not? Or you're just like. I mean, I, I think, I mean, I think Trump's been enjoyable in a lot of ways, but on the other hand, too, it's like I don't, I don't want to see, I don't want to see anybody usher in World War Three. Yeah, no. I mean, I think I think Trump is a con man, and I think he promised all the stuff, and I don't know if he actually believed he could get half of what he said done, mm. but I just think he doesn't, you know, he doesn't do much, which is good, and I mean, there's things where like. Regulation on businesses has stopped growing under Trump, which is a good thing, but he hasn't actually deregulated anything like Reagan did. Right. And so it's like there's there's you know there's some things about him that are okay, but for the most part he just he goes on and on about all the stuff and how he's so great and all the stuff and it's just like well you know you think about like. Um, who was the Austrian uh, weightlifter who became an actor who became a governor? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. So, like, think about his that life. That kind of Austrian. Yeah, gotcha. like, so, you know, you think about, like, his life going from a bodybuilder to then a, a, a movie star in mm-hmm. a country where he doesn't speak the native language. Sure. Then he, like, marries a Kennedy. I'm, I'm quoting Bill Burr here, but... Um, yeah, I was, I, was, yeah. I was on to you there. So he goes... Nothing but whole, net. He, 30 yeah, years. Nothing but net, right. <laughs> he goes all the way up to being governor. The governor. You know, like... Like you think about Trump, like this guy's never been involved in politics, but he knows how to make deals, and like he doesn't care about. I mean, that'd be mean for me to say he doesn't care about America, but like his whole thing is like he's gonna do a good job and he's gonna be like number one, and like look at me, I'm the president. Like what, what, right? So like I don't trust him to make decisions based on like what libertarian principles. I just trust him to make the best decisions that you know are going to help him like keep america like not falling apart and at the same time like not make his own ship sink because he he has that that ego the bravado he has to win re-election so i I mean i don't know i don't hate him but it's just like well at least you're not like obama or bush or you know you are anti-establishment you are like outside the bubble of of the dc beltway all right. Well, we're gonna take this one over to the after hours program because we're about it. It's just, just about that time. Um, I'd like to just remind everybody: um, if you want to listen to our after hours program, you can hit us up over at patreon.com forward slash punk rock libertarians. Contribute a minimum of one dollar per month, and you'll $1. gain access to our after hours program. Um, also, we have T-shirts over at libertariancountry.com. If you type in the code PRO or the code PRL podcast, you'll receive a ten percent discount. Until next time, live free or die. That is shed. Stretching the flags on the tax bombs and bread. Was it by a few at the expense of the many? Soldiers and gods and their machine. You can't justify killing by economic gain. For God, country, and democracy. You can put freedom and death point in a fine land. You suck what the truth that bring them home. I believe the jokes will do the best for you. And I believe that we. Have the power, have the power I hate to stay And I know
Not aggression principle, the violence of the state becomes absolute!